Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. It is 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on a Monday. My name is Chana. With me as always, hey, we got the got the game. We got back everybody. What? Yeah, we got Joe, Aaron, and Mike. What's up, yeah. guys? And it's my birthday. Is it? Nah. Nah. No, just oh. kidding. Just I was kidding. wondering why you dressed up though. Like why you got what, what what's going on over there? No, I asked the reason why I got this shirt is I just asked Jessica. I said, Hey, I'm doing more home theater tours. Uh-huh. Can you buy me like just some more button-up shirts? Cause it makes it easy to clip on the microphone versus the t-shirt. I love it. I love it. Hey. So he's like, Yeah, I'll hook you up. Babe, can so, you buy me some shirts? I just I don't know what to- <laughs> dude. I ain't got time to go shopping, is what it is. It's like that shirt's oh. probably like like two hundred bucks right there, John. Three. Three, three, three bills, three, three no, three yeah. dollars, three actual dollars. One, two, three. You had to get, he got the youth man deal. Exactly, exactly. Honestly, she probably went to like Ross or you know one of those little shops and got the clearance rack. So. There ain't nothing wrong with Ross. I'll no, tell you right now. They don't sell you know Rolex I mean? there though. It's no. it's how it's how you rock it. You know what I mean? That Michael's a man, so he, he can we can wear anything. This thing's like rayon, man. It's super soft. No, See what I'm saying? Out, yeah. yeah. I have to order all my shorts, my shirts. So if it doesn't get here, it doesn't get here. (laughs) So you you have to special order them or what? No, I just, there's no place to buy clothes here in town. All the clothing stores like closed down. So (laughs) yeah. Clothing stores. You can't buy. Oh, I see. You got to order all the clothes. There was a Ralph Lauren polo outlet. There was a Van Houston outlet. Those things closed down. Like Mm. if you're like, that was the best. The Van Houston was awesome. Like, oh, I need to get some shirts because I was like, you know, managing the mm-hmm. you know, whatever hotel thing. So I had to get some shirts. I just roll in there. But now you can't. Now you just have to order everything. So it's kind of lame. But whatever. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It was. Uh, we were just talking about how like we have a good group because we all have different spending habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like very, very different. Like you should see some of our conversation behind the scenes. Not talking about audio whatsoever. It's always it's usually Michael and Chana kind of like Chana starts off giving Michael like some financial advice, like yep. you know, unwarranted. Like Those are the best. Michael doesn't ask. <laughs> hey, like, hey, hey, Michael, why don't you get this uh why don't, don't you, you get dump this, that uh, car and get this get really this, expensive one? Get this Tesla. Get the Tesla, it's bro. Free. It's free, yeah. bro. Technically, it's, practically it, it'll free. be a wash it'll be a wash it'll be a wash you'll spend the same amount of money either way but as long as you leave my way you'll have a new car <laughs> it's just fun. it's just funny because like michael's total, like, uh, like buying debt free i just pay cash for vehicles you know several years old still quality used vehicles and china's yeah. like oh man lease that joker for for four years and drive a new one every six months yeah put <laughs> like, on your business yeah, yeah. See, look at him. Right. Oh, we're going to get started. Get your popcorn. Seventy thousand. I, I don't want to. <laughs> it's serious. It well, gets real. Mike, it it's kind of like you know. You get, I get scared. Everybody's a little bit, you know? complaining about gas prices. I was actually thinking about you today, Mike. I was just like, really? okay, here's here's what Mike should do. Okay, that's how it goes. This is what you should do. I got a two-year plan. This is all recorded, so it's all been taking notes, right? Um, a two-year plan. So this year in the summertime, get yourself a bunch of solar panels for your home okay, okay? that's gonna be that. do do one of two things right it's gonna you know, cut down your electric costs and like uh my mom's had this done like 10 years ago so she's been getting checks like four or five hundred dollar checks from edison every month so <laughs> it'll it'll be generating you some money hey, right money and then it. i'm all about it then the tesla model x uh that that classifies for section 179 so you can take the entire price of the car tax write-off in the first yeah. year and then you're you're dri- driving is powered by the sun you plug in at home 
So how much, just curious, is. how much is the Tesla X? Oh, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna spend a hundred thousand dollars to save a five thousand dollar tax write-off. Dude, See, no, like, no, oh, no, I, dude. No, it's not it's gonna be way more. You probably won't even pay taxes that year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like, you take it all off in the, all right. Let's think all right. Hold on, let's so, so, let's say, hang on, let's say I pay five. I think we pay about five thousand dollars. This is much better than Oro 3D, but right. <laughs> I'm enjoying this too. Believe me. So let's say I pay five thousand dollars in taxes this year, which is uh -huh. probably what we'll pay. So if I were to buy a hundred thousand dollar car, I'll save that five thousand dollar tax right or tax that I would have paid in. That's not like a great deal to me, man. Well, yeah, this would be for next year. For this will be for next year, obviously, right? It's your next year's filing. So I'm, whatever it's so it's whatever money you make right this now. year. Yeah. And if you're making a substantial stand like substantially like more money this year, then maybe. But I'm just saying, yeah, you know, yeah. with, with gas price, you said you're driving around all over two hours here, five hours there. I, I can't I can't imagine, you know, your 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 vehicle being the most fuel efficient thing. So right. I'm just trying to I'm trying to, you know, right. so like, again, I, I even tell my mom, like, mom, buy a Tesla, buy a Tesla. You won't have to be gas. Right. So let's you think know? about that again. So even if I'm spending and I don't even think I'm spending this, let's say I'm spending 200 bucks a, a month on gas because gas is expensive and I'm making two or three trips in a month. Right. Okay. We're still talking $200 a month versus a hundred thousand dollars. It'll take you a while to pay it off, Michael. It'll yeah. take you a little while. Like but hey, but hey, you're, 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 you'll be getting free fuel from the sun. Oh, right. <laughs> it's yeah. fuel efficient. It helps the just, environment. I'm and then you get a little tax break. What, 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 I'm just, I'm extremely grateful. I just still get free advice, technical advice, and financial <laughs> advice from John D. It's free. For, it's free. It's free. It's free. He didn't want it. He's gonna start charging you soon. Dude, hey, you know what they say about free advice? Like, I mean, you get uh, what you pay for. Oh, I get what you pay for, right? Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, no, you know, we it was funny market. because in Vegas, I actually found something that I don't mind spending money on. What's that? Chana looked at me like, "Are you spending oh, yeah. on that?" Oh yeah, we looked at me Nike. like I was crazy. He's like, oh, these shoes are like two fifty. These are real oh, comfortable. Shoes? I'm gonna get these. I think I'm gonna get some for uh, Angela too. I'm like, what are you talking about? Two hundred fifty dollars for some sneakers? Damn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know some. I know some sneaker heads. Uh, sne sorry, sneaker heads. We are speaker heads. Yeah. Uh, I know. Heads, I've, yeah. I've known plenty of sneaker heads. Um, you know, and like I used to go to like you know these shoe drops <laughs> sometimes oh, yeah. like the one dude will pay for you could only get like two and then he's immediately just taking pictures of them right on the street uploading them to ebay you know for like you know 10 <laughs> times the price he just paid for it was crazy so yeah i don't know anyway people flip stuff so, i guess you could do that with avrs now right oh like, yeah you happen to get oh i got mm -hmm. an rz50 oh Who got wants a nah, can you do that i mean I yeah know. They should start I mean, doing stuff like that, huh? Make it a little fun. Limited run. Limited run AVRs. Well, <laughs> you know, um, funny thing about this car thing, like we're 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 uh we're we're going to be getting a new car um probably in the next couple of weeks. And like I was like, oh man, I gotta go down to LA to pick up this new car. So I'm like, Joe, let's hang out. I don't want to make a video. Let's just hang out and go watch shopping. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't want to talk about audio. <laughs> we're gonna do that yeah we'll do that. that yeah i mean we could make a video too but i think people would get pretty upset they're like what does this have to do with anything audio related yeah hey look you can really hear the watch ticking 
Hey, we gotta have some we fun. Like an ASMR. Have some fun. Where? You can hear it watch thing. Yeah, no, the audio. That's what. Oh. Uh, you, you, you get I can buy watch sounds in. Oh, I see. Right, right. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Bad joke. Bad joke. So couldn't even get it. Nope. I never yeah. get it. Uh, um, man. you know what? Um, I want to thank uh, Kanga since he's here. Uh oh. We lost Aaron. He heard Oro. He was out. <laughs> he he out. was out. <laughs> he was ready to hit the button right then, man. Just, uh, 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 I said, I said, you heard Oro once, and you took off. <laughs> You're out of here, man. Oh man, Oro's stupid. Um, so, so uh, uh, Kanga, thank you so much. Um, so no, I've been sending you. him. Um, you know, every time I DJ, I record my set, and um. I sent him a link or, or or I posted a link and then he he messaged me saying like, hey, man, why does the recording sound like it was like in 24, you know, K, KBPS or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever some low, 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 really low um, bit rate is. And I was like, I don't know. Let me check the um, recorder. So I checked the recorder. Turns out the input had co a compressor on it. I'm like, I didn't even know. I was like, oh, crap. So I turned that off. And then so there's no compression going in and it still kind of sounded, you know, the, the following week. Yeah, 64 KB, KBS. That's that's what he said. And uh, he's like, no, it's still kind of weird. And I listened to it again, too. I was like, huh. So I, I actually revamped everything. I decided to try and keep everything in the digital domain. Mm -hmm. So my decks are digital and the mixer is digital. So I went, I got my Mogami RCAs because those Mogami RCAs are digital RCAs, right. 75 ohm. And so... The music went into from the decks into the mixer digitally. And then I, I did a USB from the deck to my laptop instead of going into my Zoom, which is where I was recording it before. Um, and record recorded it straight into Logic. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, the like difference in sound quality from this re this recording from last week's recording in the week before. Oh my gosh, huge. So I'm stoked about that. Cool. So it's about that because, like, I upload every set, right? And I tell people to come and, like, you know, scan my little um, whatever card, and um, and they get the link for the recording. They just have to go to like Tusk Bar, Mammoth Mountain, and then look for the date. And then they got the whole because they're like, "Oh, where did this music is great? I've never heard this before." I'm like, "Oh, well, the recording, you know, will be uploaded tonight. So you know, scan my my little card here, and you get all all my links and stuff." So that was a really cool part of the weekend. I got to nice. You know, figure out how to get like really, really good sound. Although, so <laughs> I, I go, I go on Friday to, um, uh, to set up. And as I'm walking through with my big, two big carts, you know, four PA speakers, like all my decks and stuff. And one of the bartenders is like, there's another DJ setting up right now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and we were just like, what's well, she's like, I don't know. Go talk to the, Oh, mercy. Go talk to the to to the manager, and I'm going over there and I look and yeah, somebody's outside setting up where I would be playing, and wow. like speakers and stuff. I'm like, what's going on? And then so, uh, they do this thing every every year here. It's called Elevation Week, and that's okay. like um, Gay Ski Week. So they have like all these events, and apparently on the Friday they had um, a costume contest. So they were rating people that came down the mountain in like costumes. So um, they had their own dj for that and he was gonna play from 11 to 2 so i was like okay. oh okay so i'll just play from 2 to 4 okay cool you know and that was fine and then my wife was like well and we only have one car right now because my other car can't can't turn mm -hmm. my old 2008 <clears throat> is 
it's on its way out, I guess. Anyway, yeah, so Tesla then the the hundred thousand dollar one. Just go get that, bro. No, no, we already actually. I almost put a deposit on this RS five. Okay. Which I mean, there's a ten thousand dollar markup for it right now. But anyway, um, that's not what's happening. But anyway, uh, you know, she's like, should I come back up and pick you up? And you know, and and so she does. And 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 I'm like, no, I'm gonna stay here. She's like, why are you gonna stay if you're you're on at two o'clock? I'm like, there's because I still have to set up my stuff. Mm -hmm. right i can't have like an extra hour in between this guy tears down his stuff right. i set up my stuff and then the other thing was i wanted to make sure i didn't play any songs that he played mm -hmm. because you just don't yeah i want to don't want to have any repeats right but um but yeah that was pretty fun yeah. um well that's good you learned some stuff about your uh recording process yeah that's always good yep right Yep, and then uh, some friends of mine, like from my big time party days back 1999 to 2003, they mm -hmm. were there, and they were like, "Dude, play some, yeah, play some more electronic music." And I got into some, like you know, some throwbacks for them, and and we were talking, and he's, you know, one of my my buddies, like, "This is so cool. You have you have this gig every weekend." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So they were super excited for me. Sweet, so uh, a lot of. Lot of stuff, and, and in the meantime, I'm DJing Friday and Saturday, and I'm on the phone texting with these car dealerships. Like, and I'm, like my wife is like, "Call me as soon as you can." I'm like, "Crap!" So I put on a long song, I run inside, get get on the phone. Um, they're like, "Oh, they said this car is gonna come in like two weeks," and yada yada. And oh man, All you, you learn anything new, Michael? Since we last spoke, I mean, it's been a while. You've been, you've been on like home theater learning. tours I'm all over the tour, place. Dude. Yeah, yeah. The past three days, Jessica scheduled three home theater tours. So I drove down to Cape Coral, which is about a two and a half hour drive from me. Dude, that house was incredible. Beautiful home. This is definitely on the upper end echelon kind of thing. This guy was involved in every aspect of the build. He drew it up in CAD himself ran all the wires um, to all of the whole house audio. Um, beautiful setup, dude. He's got 12 or 13 theater seats, three rows, risers, 18-inch risers, 14-foot ceiling, 206-inch diagonal, 2.35 Kaleidoscape, um, running an Emotiva RMC1 processor, Emotiva amps, um, and then DIY sound group. Dude, those things stinking rock. I've heard them one other time. Incredible, incredible speakers. And when you're thinking each one of those are probably like 500 bucks, you know, for, I mean, and this is a massive size room and you had four stereo integrity 24s. So two 24s up front, two 24s in the back. My goodness, man, it was phenomenal. And then he's like, oh, we got, I got some other cool stuff to show you after we did that. And so we went to the living room. He's got a 7.1 in-wall system there, just something pretty basic, Klipsch. Um, even had the, the subwoofer, sealed subwoofer in-wall. Then we go into the master bedroom. That has a 5.1, very similar in-ceiling Klipsch speakers, just for some, you know, some extra stuff, nothing like high-end there. But he had a rack system in the bedroom, which was pretty cool. And then he's like, oh, I got one more thing I want to show you. If you want to, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm down. So we go out in his garage, dude. He's got lifts in the garage. He's got a um lifts for like like hydraulic lifts for cars. Yes. So he had yeah. two cars up on the top. Um, the daily drivers were on the bottom. And honestly, I don't. I'm not a car guy, but I think it. I think it was a Cadillac, but he had it souped up. Nine hundred horsepower. 
I was like, yeah, probably like a CTSV or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounded so, about right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what model it was. So he had that. Um, he's got this cool truck. And then he's got this. He had a, um, his garage was kind of laid out, just super neat, super clean. So I told him I did a tour of Matt Mormon with Obsessed Garage. I'm like, you know, Matt would be proud of this kind of garage because it's all tidy and all his tools are nice and neat and all these cabinets. And, and uh, he was familiar with Matt's channel. Then we go around the corner and there's like a 32 foot boat. I'm like, <laughs> so it was cool, man. So we had a blast. But so soon, what did you learn about that? What did you learn? So, number one, I learned that um, I don't have that kind of cash. Um, no, neither, uh, neither does he. He just takes tax rights, uh, right? Right offs uh, and the leases, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, this family, seriously, they were super, super humble. Um, you know, it definitely wasn't about, I basically had to kind of pull the story of, I wanted to make sure that people understood that he built this thing. Like he designed it. He ran, it wasn't just a blank check. Um, you know, even his projectors, projectors, $50,000. But of course, he shared with me what he paid for it, which is wasn't even near that. Still, a lot of money, but nowhere mm-hmm. near fifty grand. Um, so he got a pretty good youth man deal on that. But so I'll have that on the channel. But I'm also doing some living room setups. Like I filmed one today it was a paradigm living room setup. I did another a bedroom setup, twelve by thirteen bedroom setup that has a single eighteen up front, two fifteens in the rear, hundred and twenty inch screen diagonal. So just a lot of fun stuff, man. But I've been, man, I've been going and going and going. So um, now it's time to start editing. I told Jessica, hold off on, on scheduling anymore. Let me get some of these edited, get caught up on some work. and uh, But just having a blast, man. I love meeting people that are as passionate about home theater as I am, you know, and probably even then some. So that's been the really cool part of me. And just hearing their stories, hearing their journey, um, how they build it over time, things that they learned from the build. If they could go back and do it over, what would they do differently? Yeah, so what would they add, change? Or, yeah, because yeah. I think that adds value to those videos other than just entertainment. Like, oh, that's a cool setup. But really, I'm, I, I want to capture that journey and those things that they learn so that that knowledge can be passed on you know, to somebody else that's considering doing something similar in their space. So yeah, a lot of fun, man. Oh, that's huge. And then making all these videos, it's like... Uh, um, you know, everybody else gets like random inspiration. Yeah. Right. And you talk about, you know, somebody says, Oh, I had this issue yep. and this is what I did to work around it. And like, who knows, maybe a few, uh, you know, a few other hundred people have the same issue and can right. get that same like nugget of information, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They may just pull up, they just may pull a, a design idea. They're like, Oh, yeah, I like sure. how yeah. he did this, or I like how he did that. Or man, my cable management sucks compares to his and he did it all himself okay, maybe I just need to take some time to tidy up my wires because yeah. I really was inspired by how clean they looked. Things like that. You know, I mean, there's a ton of things you can get. I'd, I'd be like, who can I pay to do this? Because I really <laughs> do not like Dude. cable management at all. My It's it's like it's like a, you know, uh, some sort of jungle back there behind my TV. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things. It's like, you know, you don't want to do it. But then when you get behind there, you're like, Oh gosh, this would be so much easier if it was like tidied up. And so mine looks nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Launch, yeah. Samuel Hooks, $2 super chat. Thank you so much, Samuel. It, uh, Denon AVR X8500A or Marantz AV8805. I think this was also his, his uh, question here. Yep. <laughs> People say the Denon product. So which one 
better for movie watching the Denon or the Morantz? Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? My thought, I mean, honestly, I don't know if you're, if you did a blind AB test between those two processors, I'm just not certain that you're going to hear an amazing difference. I really don't. Um, I think both of them are quality. Um, now is the 8,500, I'm not as familiar with Denon is because they don't really have a processor. It's right? not a processor. That's, that's, their, okay. that's just their biggest okay. AVR. It's their beastly gotcha. 13 channel. Okay. I, is it 16 at channel? first? Uh, yeah. At no, first no, does, yeah. Channel. Process is 16 channel, right? Gotcha. Uh, or 15, I think um, power is 13. And then <clears throat> I, I guess my question is, do you, do you already have amplifiers? And if so, are those amplifiers, um, do they have XLR balanced inputs? If, if that's the case, I don't know, maybe I would lean toward that, uh, the Marantz. Um, but it's like what Mike was saying. If you want to, actually try to hear a difference i don't think you're gonna yeah i don't, I don't know it, it would it would be tough to like what's the price what's the price of these well let's see if you can pull them up china yeah you're pretty quick at that because i think a lot of times okay. it does come down to price right yeah sure um from so what i've seen i i know that the morants like a lot of times they have an equivalent morants and denon product mm -hmm. and In this case, i they know do that not they don't right yeah. but i know that morants always use that uh hd am HDAM, yeah. whatever that is. I guess yeah. it's like, you know, something to make it sound warmer. But I've seen measurements on these things. And a lot of times the Denon actually measures better because they're not doing that. Yeah, that sounds so, like hot, hot dang, right? So hot dang. Sounds... Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I don't know if people really so it's five, prefer that right? sound. It's $5,000 yeah. for the Yeah, processor. I just found it. Incredible. Okay. Yeah, 8805A is 5000 5000 all right. So that's with no amplification. So now you, right. if you've got... 13 channels that you're Aaron's trying to website. you've got several um you know several amplifiers <laughs> there that you're going to need to so you're let's say you spend what three grand on 11 channels so i mean you're at least at eight to ten thousand dollars probably for that system what's the other one the yeah. other one is four thousand dollars i'm four thousand but so realistically if you're spending four g's you're not using the internal amps on that yeah. Right. I don't think people really do that when you go up to those higher end models. It's like if you're using one of the lower end Denons, then you're probably using the internal amplification. But once you start doing external, I don't know. They all have that dedicated preamp mode. Yeah. I think it's going to depend on whether you want XLR output. Right. This has XLR. Yep. And most of the other ones only have RCA. Yeah. I don't the like Dennis this little window here that you see on the Marantz. To me, that's very, that's not usable. I always hole. had to open yeah. up. Yeah, I always had to open up the bottom there mm -hmm. to actually see what was going on on the screen, yeah. which doesn't look as good. So I just look so, at the screen up on top. Everything. I yeah, need you could. You could. You could. On my 150 inch screen. So yeah, that's better yeah. than little. But but actually, I turn down the I turn off the on screen volume because sometimes if you're turning up the volume and you're yeah. watching a movie, you don't want to see the thing. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. Pop up. Um, I don't know. I think for a thousand bucks. Mm, what else could you spend on, right? You'd probably spend on... All right, Michael says fire. Right? there's got to be something else. Michael, what do you recommend, man? He says don't yeah, pigeon. Yeah, there's, there's lots of options. Yeah. HTB1, I mean, when you're, when you're those, spending uh, that kind of audio dough, control, like, you have a lot of options, right? Yeah. I mean, well, okay, so we say that, but, all right, so that 8805 is a 13-channel processor. Mm. Well, yeah, you're right, because you can get a HTP1 for around that price. Yep. You can probably get the Emotiva RMC one. I don't even know what it's running out. The time when I reviewed it, it was like six grand, but I think they've dropped it down to five grand. 
Um, I just heard one literally at that huge home theater and he was running an RMC one phenomenal. Um, so hopefully they worked out the bug since I oh. reviewed it, but it sounds incredible, dude. I mean, absolutely yeah. incredible. So I think so, you're right. There are a lot of options out there. You just got to figure out what has the, the features that you're looking for, the amount of HDMI inputs, whether it's XLR you're going to be using or RCA. So here's one thing that, okay. So we know one thing about these two that we're comparing the, let's put it up on screen. Let's get this guy out of here. Okay. Um, and, uh, so the 8500 is a the Denon is a receiver. The Marantz mm -hmm. is a pre-pro. So you're going to need amplifiers with the Marantz. The right. other thing is that the Marantz will process 13 channels. The Denon will process 15. So if mm. you want to move the Denon or keep it longer, mm -hmm. you know, if you're planning on moving or revamping and doing, you know, you want six height channels, you want nine ear level speakers. Right. You know, for full 15 channel setup, then if that's what you want to do and you're thinking, hey, cool, I'll just get the Denon and then you won't have to worry about amplifiers or anything unless you want to add those. Of course, you can. Um, but I which think that's going to be pick? which which one would you pick? Who, me? Yeah. Out of those two, you had to choose. If I'm which living here, I would pick the Marantz because I already have amplifiers. Right. I know mm -hmm. I only have a 10 speaker system. I'm not going to have a bigger room if I live here. If I'm going to move somewhere else, then maybe the Denon. But I mean, yeah. that's all. <laughs> Basically, you're know. not sweating it like you're, you You wouldn't yeah. sweat it. If you had either one, I think you'd be happy. I think oh, for me, I'd probably pick the, the Denon just because the more uh, channels of channels. processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, the way it looks better, actually. Yeah. So it depends also if, if it's stored away somewhere else oh, where yeah, you're not going to see it. Um. But yeah, I think it's a good idea to look at some of the other options as well. Sure. Just keep in mind what uh, what um, room correction they have. Because both of these have the same room correction. Right. I think you're going to be good either right. way. I wouldn't use the automatic room correction. If you're going to go full auto, you don't know how to, if you don't know how to do uh, the calibration yourself, I would recommend maybe something with Dirac, mm -hmm. like the HTP1, because I think it does a great right. job of auto calibration. I mean, if, if you want to, I would recommend, you know, maybe it maybe going with the Denon and then, um, you know, budgeting a little bit, you know, talk to my man up here. Right there. No, there. Okay, I can't even point correctly. Talk to, you know, get a consultation with Joe and have him dial in your system because that was probably the best my systems ever sounded. So, um, thank you. We got to do it again, by the way. Your new I know we got to do it again uh, from for the new speakers that are here. And then, um, you know, I just happen to have one of the Denons in stock. So <clears throat> just uh, shoot me an email. Hey, 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 <laughs> relax over there. Relax. <laughs> thing has my name on it. Uh, no, um, no, 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 no. The one he wants. You, you oh, want okay. The yeah, one he yeah, wants. Okay. One I was going to say the other one. Hey. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> So moving on, uh, we got Joshua Peters. Thank you so much for the ten dollars super chat. How oh, much of a I'm sorry? Go ahead, my bad. Uh, how much of an upgrade would you say going from SVS Ultra Towers and Center to three JTR H or sorry two twelve HTRs uh, for my front stage? Uh, I, I I don't even I haven't heard the JTRs, but I would imagine that's going to be a huge upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just a yeah. guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, Mike. I don't, yeah, I haven't, I don't, I haven't yeah. heard the JTRs. Yeah, y'all need. I I think y'all do yourself a favor, man. If you ever heard one, I mean, I definitely. And it's not because I I own them. It's because before I owned any of them, I went up and I heard three JTR systems, and I'm like, holy crap! Like these are phenomenal. I mean, I've heard them on music systems. I've heard them on home theater systems, and it's everything that my ears like. You know, the detail, the clarity, the dynamics. It's not shrilling. It's definitely not, you know, in your face. It's, it's in your face as far as forward sounding, but it's not like shrill by any means. Well, um, you see, I mean, I mean, Aaron's heard him. Look at how excited he is. I mean, look at his face right now. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Oh, he gave it a thumbs up. That's always a good thing. Actually, I haven't heard that model. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know anything about those. I would yeah, assume that they would be a, a step up. I'm also assuming they're like, what three or four times quite the price? A, yeah, quite a bit more. So well, quite, a, quite a bit more. Well, they're about thirty five hundred, I think. I haven't looked at the website a, lately. Well, how piece? about this? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. it's probably about right. How about SPS is about a thousand a piece, so they're three times the cost. Be, because you've heard at least some JTRs, right? He's not not those specific ones, but let's just say those JTRs versus some of the SVS stuff that you have heard. Well, you've done what bookshelf speakers? Who, Aaron? You You're talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm out of this conversation. No, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, um, <laughs> from my experience, most of the SVS stuff about sounds Oro. very similar. They sound well, very similar in tonality. The only SVS speaker that I've heard is the center channel. So, okay. Wow. That's, you know, and then the JTR really? was their yeah. lower line of their 10 inch woofers. So, those needed EQ to do it right. But mm -hmm. with EQ, they were fine. But without EQ, I, I was not a fan. Mm -hmm. But we're, that's what I'm saying. So, when this person's asking about this question, I don't have any experience with the speaker that he's asking about because it's a step up in the JTR line. And then I don't have any experience with the SBS speakers other than the center channel. Yeah, I guess my question was more so, let's say, um, when I look at those JTRs, I see that huge horn, that huge, um, you know, I expect that yeah. to sound a certain way. Like my brain just says that's going to sound this particular way, right? Um, versus a normal speaker. Not a normal speaker, but a typical speaker that's just like yeah. you know, cone and dome, right? Yeah. I had, I would imagine that's going to sound a little bit different. I would think but so. Is it? Is it like that? Is it yes. like my brain is saying like ah oh, that looks like it's going to just like yeah? I mean, for the most part, well, I don't know what the angle on the uh, on the JTR is. So which one is this we're talking about here? Two twelve. I'm curious. I'll look it up. Two twelve HTRs. 12 HDR, let's see here. Versus the SVS Ultra Towers. Just want to see what the... Uh, so I've reviewed like. the SVS Ultra Towers. Uh, it's been many years ago. That was like the one of the first reviews that I did. I did the Klipsch um, RF7-3s, and then right after that, I reached out to SVS, and I was wanting to get their PB16s in. And Nick was like, man, you know, we'll be glad to send those to you, but we're curious to see what you what you think about our, our Ultra Towers. And he said, especially since you're like a Klipsch guy, you love the sound of that. We just be curious. And so they're a great sounding yeah. speaker. There's no doubt. I mean, they have their limitations because they've got side firing woofers. So there's an eight inch firing left, eight inch firing right on both of those Sides. towers. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and, and that, that, oh, for okay. me, for my space, that doesn't work. Yeah. Placement like, like, on those so, is, is yeah. going to be different. It's tricky. I'd yeah. Say. Like uh -huh. if you had those behind your, um, would those work mm. behind your screen, Mike, since you have that like cavity there? So the difficulty with me is I really like towers don't work because it puts that tweeter way too high. 
Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because my think about it, my platform is probably about. Oh, that's right. I forgot you got a big old. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You've got a big platform that you put yours Correct. on. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I've got my cabinet beneath that platform. Right, so right. I kind of needed to elevate that. Yeah. So, and like an MTM works way better for my setup. Even with right. my Clips La Scala's, that tweeter was a little high. And I was tempted to flip it upside down, but I knew it looked dorky. So I didn't mess with it. I just dealt with it and kind of angled it forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm looking at the JTR. So they're saying it's a 60 by 60 coverage pattern, which means it's like plus or minus 30 horizontally and vertically. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, that just means it's really narrow compared to probably what you're going to get with the SVS, with it being a dome. That kind of uh, like there's a, a spray deal, right? With the yeah, SVS. right. So with the dome tweeter, it's probably going to be a broader coverage pattern out to like maybe 8 or 10 kilohertz, and then it'll start to narrow up. But when I say broader, I'm, you're probably talking like, just off the top, maybe plus or minus 60 degrees, like plus or minus 60 degrees, right? So 120 degrees out in front of the, the speaker mm -hmm. versus the uh, JTR would be 60 degrees out front of the speaker. So it's much more narrow. Yeah. So you'll have to, well, you'll get less side reflection, but you'll have to take more care with aiming. And then there's that whole broad sense of sound versus a narrow sense of sound. And uh, do you want acoustic filling or not filling, but treatment in your room? So all that's why they would sound completely different. Yeah. They're completely different speakers. With just that alone, we're not even talking about the sensitivity and the, uh, we don't know what the linearity is of either one of them, mm -hmm. right? But we can assume that the JTR would probably go lower. I would, I don't know. It, it might <laughs> yeah, give up extension. Yeah, they don't dig super deep. Um, oh, goodness. I'll have to look. You know, See, you know, so here's a question for you, yeah. Aaron, is we always talk about, oh, lately we've been talking about, uh, you know, the radiation pattern. How obvious is that difference between something that really is, uh, you know, kind of like a narrow, narrow, pattern narrow versus uh, a wide pattern? Oh, is, that, wide. is that extremely so audible? If you can, if you can A B it, it's immediately knows. Like, it's yeah, no question right. at all. Yeah, right now, if they're like, if they're kind of close within like plus or minus ten degrees, then all things else equal, it may not be as big of a deal. It'll be noticeable. Yeah. But the problem too is that like when you're comparing different speakers with different radiation and coverage patterns they're not all as linear as each other, right? Like, so I guess mm. what I mean to say is you may have one speaker that has a broader radiation pattern, but it may be broad at like a certain range of frequencies okay. and then yeah. it may narrow up and then it may get broad again mm. at the crossover region. So yeah. that's why you gotta, you gotta say, okay, not, all things not, equal. If, yes. if both of them are consistently wide or one of them is consistently narrow, mm -hmm. then yeah, you would definitely notice the difference. And cool. I prefer a speaker that has a, a broader radiation pattern just Personally speaking, yeah. so that's that's what's interesting though is that's not a spec that you normally see. I you don't go on shop for speakers and it's not like oh, okay oh, this no. is the the radiation pattern of the speaker. But Pro right? Audio has that. Pro Audio does, and yeah. it's just kind of interesting that, like you're saying, if everything were equal, you'd notice a big difference between something that had a wide versus mm -hmm. narrow yeah, radiation pattern. So it's especially like the hmm. more reflective that your room is, the more mm -hmm. engaged that your room would be. You know, like that yeah, definitely right. makes sure. a difference. Um, yeah. When I, yeah. you know, when I'm shopping for, for speakers for my work, you know, well, for, for my business, whatever. Um, I noticed that the QSC 10 inch has a 90 degree dispersion pattern, but the 12 inch, when you go up to the 12 inch, boom, it cuts it down to 75 degrees. Right. Hey Aaron. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Take a look at the bottom of that JTR page. Somebody had made a comment that they've got measurements from database. So that has a link. Oh, 
Yeah, I saw. I just pulled that Is up, that but it looks like it's limited help? in uh, okay. in high. Like it doesn't have high frequency. It's oh, so okay. database is like more base oriented, right? Oh, so a lot database. of the measurements that I saw, it. it looks like they're cutting off at two hundred. So they do have one. Yeah, I mean, this looks like. Actually, this one doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, there's one graphic on here that makes zero sense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I could throw it up there. Hold on, let me do this. Yeah, throw it up. Yeah, yeah. throw it up. I'll just throw it up there. We'll Why do not? that. Share screen. Share. Let's screen. do a little live. Let's do right. it, man. Live analysis. Um, we'll just so yeah, when I say, I have no idea what that means. So yeah, this right here, you guys see what I'm looking at here? Oh, isn't this that song? My hump, my hump, my hump. My hump my Check hump, it out. Hump. But look. <laughs> It stops at 2K, right? So the speaker obviously plays further than that. So I don't know if he just like disabled the horn oh, section. Okay. That's I, I don't know what this measurement is. It doesn't make sense if it's not a normal measurement. Uh, just the if woofer. It is, if it's this speaker, right? It makes yeah, zero sense. Yep. That's what I have. I'm wondering if he's got the wrong measurement on there. <clears throat> it's I, I mean, just the woofer only. Yeah. Why, something why is, would you measure? Well, I guess, like you said, if it's just data base. Yeah. Cause he, Josh. Yeah, is it Rishi Ricci? I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. He was always base oriented. I don't know if he ever did any like full range tests. Uh, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm not seeing anything that would kind of help me okay. determine the uh the Yeah, like I, said, I knew you'd area. be able to you'd be able to kind of understand that way better than I can. I guess I just want to give you a quick shout out for the stuff that you're doing because you are providing that data. I mean, I love seeing the polar pattern, seeing how it looks like that helps me understand it. Now what I would love to do is kind of uh, help people understand what the connection is, right? Like, right. how does that actually sound? What is the difference? And unless you've heard the difference, it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, it is. It's it really is difficult. hard to explain. But I mean, yeah. you can kind of, if you can visualize the sound, you know, like leaving the speaker going out into the room, you can think if it's really wide, mm -hmm. then it's going to touch more surfaces and then be reflected back to you. But if it's really that, narrow, it's touching less surfaces. Or, that can be good or bad depending on the environment, right? Right, right. right. It, I mean, and some people just have a preference for one thing or the other. You know, some people yeah. don't like a lot of room interaction. And mm. and like, you know, if the environment, let's say you live in like a really swanky living room type setup and you've got glass everywhere, you may not want a wide radiation speaker. I mean, I, I don't know. These are things that are also dependent upon what the person prefers but again we are assuming that the speaker is well engineered because there are a lot of speakers that have wide radiation but at some point they're um it's called directivity right so it's like how well is the off-axis response maintained to the on-axis mm -hmm. response sure. right and at some point if on a bad speaker that directivity changes so when you get to the crossover point basically as you go higher in frequency your midwoofers start to narrow up and become more focused but when you get to the tweeter now, all of a sudden, everything is wide again. So there's that inconsistency at the crossover region. Mm. So whatever is hitting you directly versus what's hitting the sob walls is going to be different, right? So that's that's not a good thing, yeah. basically. Huh. Yeah, right. I, messaged, I messaged you what a few days ago saying, man, this whole thing with directivity and dispersion, they're kind of, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Right? When you say the two. Yeah, no, so I, 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 it. Directivity sounds like, a, like I said to you, it almost is like an oxymoron in, in the way that we, because when you think of the word directivity, you expect that you're talking about something that does narrow up. But directivity is just like a way of saying this is how broad or how narrow the speaker is, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So if, if, it, some people if the directivity say is a wide flat directivity, line, right? Some people yeah, say wide and some people, right, right. like, so high directivity would actually mean 
narrow. Yeah. Hide. So that's kind of confusing. The higher the number. It's like it's counterintuitive, right? Narrow. It is. Yeah. It's all I'm saying. It 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 doesn't sound right. Like, because I'm glad I'm not the only person who thinks that. Because for the longest time, I had to stop and think about it before I said it. Like, but dispersion okay, is actually dispersion characteristic is insinuating kind of like the opposite, right? Like how wide, right? Yeah, yeah. You're kind. Of, it's kind of the two opposites. So. Anyway, I had a conversation with a guy where we're kind of saying the same thing, but we're kind of getting mixed up on the directivity and dispersion because he was saying wide uh, and I was saying high or low. And they're like, no, 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 we're, we're saying we're saying the same thing. Saying so the same from thing. now on, I think I'm just going to talk about the pattern. Is it a wide or narrow pattern? To me, that yeah, makes some more sense. I don't know. That's fine. I'd, anyway. I'd use them all interchangeably, man. Just depends on uh, FOMO's in the I house, ladies and gentlemen. Stop What's the FOMO. Up? He says FOMO. with multi-channel, I think radiation pattern, especially controlled dispersion, is is especially important. That's a good point. If you got a bajillion speakers, you don't need them all having a hundred thirty degree dispersion, right? If you got you got a you know seven ear level speakers, four high yeah. channels, it's probably not going to be good. That. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit backstage last week. I think. Yeah, we, we should have a whole like, thing about that. We should go into detail and like really try I to still figure out. Read that white paper, by the way. But <laughs> I need to. I'm sorry. Oh, I think never that emailed, you have to. You, I never emailed you, Randall about it. I'm starting oh. to think that you want to be able to localize to a certain degree. Something. I, don't I know, feel man. like. Something. I, don't I feel know. like at a certain point. Um, yeah, I think part, that's part of the trick. Yeah, it, I think it's changed. I mean, back in, you know, when we first got into this, or I did, you know, 15 years ago, or actually even longer than that. I mean, back in Dolby Pro Logic days, you wanted just this kind of a smearing effect where it all just blends together and you don't know where things are coming from. But with the new audio formats, I think there is some value in having those kind of more directive to where mm. your ears can kind of know where in the room it's supposed to, you know, where it's coming from. And it probably helps the sound mixers when they're trying to blend two speakers to make an object appear like it's in between those speakers, you know, like more precise. You're saying mm -hmm. now that we have more channels and they're all discrete. Yeah. Um, we can be more precise. And I think I'll, I've been thinking that way too. It's, it's almost like resolution. Mm -hmm. right? When we talk about resolution with, with pixels, let's say for cameras, you know, the more pixels you have, the more, detailed you can draw that particular image right mm -hmm. and so i'm wondering if it starts to become more like that where the more speakers you have the more detailed it becomes and you know if it's kind of like smeared where it's kind of like you know all the speakers are blending into each other i don't know that that's a a good thing mm -hmm. i don't know yeah uh, i, I think that's probably the same topic that we have you know how does it relate to your room how do you what do you prefer Right, because it's okay to prefer a particular sound. Sure, Pomo right. said control directivity, which I think all speakers should have that. Right, like that just means that the on axis follows the, or I'm sorry, the off axis off sound axis follows, yeah. follows the on axis sound. But you know, how tightly controlled do you want it? Right. So I mean, you could theoretically have a sound radiation that is the exact same on axis as it is anywhere else around it. That would be like a true omnidirectional speaker. Or if you had a speaker that beamed you know, just a straight line of sound only at zero degrees. And if you went five degrees aside, you heard absolutely nothing, which That'd be that's, I don't think that's real. Like, I don't think that's actually going to happen, <laughs> I mean, but that would be like the complete opposite end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So directivity falls somewhere in between there. And then how broad or how narrow do you want it? There's that um, lexicon. I think it's the SCL dash one. And I, I want to try to get my hands on it. 
Okay. Um, that's a really interesting speaker. Let me pull that up real fast just so you guys can see what I'm talking Flexicon. about. Now they make By the way, thank you for the super stuff. chat, FOMO. Yeah, thank you, FOMO. Big super chat. $20. And he says, I would totally take you out to lunch, Joe, to dial in my trade off. Hey, you know, I'm always down. He likes to eat. Take you out. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always down. Eats. We'll make something happen. China says for that many hours. I mean, uh, Joe says for that many hours on your uh, setting your deal up. Oh man, good. So it's gonna be a good spot. Oh, check those out, dude. Is that a Bluetooth speaker? That's like an omnidirectional speaker. I don't know if it's Bluetooth. Um, (laughs) It came out a couple years ago. It might actually have that capability. I don't know, but it's supposed to be. I like that. And you can. You're supposed to be able to control how narrow or how how wide you want the uh, the beam to be. So it's beam so forming. So that's why I want to. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want to yeah. play around with it just to see. You know, like nice. I do don't necessarily want to put it on the clipple, but uh, I don't you've, even know, man. You've never heard any like sort if of you beam have forming. To ask Mike if you have. I to think ask. it's a couple hundred. Is my guess. I don't know if it's that expensive. It came it out has, in 2019. It has has built in LEDs, man. It has to be worth. Oh that. yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> so <laughs> have you have you ever heard any beam forming um, technology oh, I, like in person? I, I yeah, have. it's pretty trippy. Per listen, oh, per listen. oh, they, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I was well, thinking they, of like big lawn array type things, like at a concert or something like that. Like, no, they were uh, actually using them. They were using them at Best Buy for like a video game demo, uh-huh. and it was really mm-hmm. weird. Like, if you stepped into the square, you could hear all the sound, mm-hmm. but the moment you kind of stepped away, like all the sound went away. Very weird sensation. You're like, whoa, what the heck? Yeah, I'm not sure that's what every because like I know per listen uses beam forming. Yeah, it's kind of like they're one of their big things on that in the way they designed their um their speakers mm-hmm. so um and definitely when you walk off axis i mean you still get sound it's not like that disappears yeah so, no this this demo that i got or having some you know at, at best buy is really like very oh, sound like one of those bose demos <laughs> it was for a video game I'm that's what's weird interesting yeah that is weird that's a video game so cool before yeah. we before we get too far, Chana, we probably got a bunch of okay. He's pulling up. Yeah, some let's up, go. But yeah, yeah. a bunch of starred stuff. I've been kind of putting in the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. High finest three four three. Thanks for the super chat. Four ninety nine. We love you for that. Dual SB sixteen or dual per listen D two twelve for three thousand foot room. Uh, asking for a friend. Driver's square inch is almost the same. Would there be a big difference? Oh, I guess he's saying yeah. surface area is almost the same. Yeah. Well, part of it is you're looking at a the D212 is a like a push pull configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's in kind of like a ported design versus the SB16s are going to be sealed. No, 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 no. If anything's push pull, it's going to be a sealed cabinet. Oh, is it? Right, yeah. because it, because it, it creates it creates the vacuum for if one's out, the other one's in, and vice versa. Right. I guess what's throwing me off is they have vents on the side of the. Oh, really. That's because like, like, yeah, but so maybe it's maybe it's firing out, but that's still sealed, but it's pushing out those side vents. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe, it may, maybe it may be more of a design thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I would assume this is a 3000 cubic foot room. Probably. Quick side note. I just put up my video today of my review of the rails and I was talking about cubic feet. And this one guy. <laughs> This one comment. Oh, the guy totally deleted it. You probably realized, like, hey, I'm totally. Well, he basically said your square square yeah. feet like, is the same your as your cubic math, feet. Your your math has got to be way off, bro. Forty three hundred cubic feet is the same as forty three hundred square feet. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. 
Dude, I suck like, at math. You realize there's that little number at the top of feet that says squared or cubed. That matters. Well, yeah. well you know, three. you know, uh, what is it? Uh, square feet is length times width. Yeah. You know, and then getting the volume is length times width times height. So there's yes. a third number. That right. So well, by his math. 4,300 feet is the same thing as 4,300 squared feet. Yeah, so he's, he's, hold on, hold on. He's like, so you're saying that your living room is a little bit more than 4,300 square feet? That's twice the size of my entire house. That's more volume than you believe. Yeah. Shaq is seven feet tall and basically a billionaire. Shaq doesn't have a 4,300 square foot living room. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, actually, what is going on, that. dude? You're, this, yeah. you're so wrong, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Cubic foot and square foot are totally So the, the answer to this question is so again, is there a price difference? I don't know what the price is on these things because yeah, there's a massive would, price difference. I would I always guess price. that per listen, just based on the other stuff that they've done, probably gonna be le pretty legit, right? Probably gonna be <laughs> the mess around, but the price is also not not messing around. Right now, yeah, yeah so, I mean there's, there's a reason why they're able to hit THX dominance, and it's not just about output. You know, THX measures a lot of different parameters distortion and different things like that not to say that the sb16 couldn't but i just think that they're from what i've seen they're in a different category they really really are so yeah. i would go for per listen d what is that 212 yeah. without even hearing them just just guessing that's just my guess put, put it this way i heard i've heard the d215s in a theater room and then i also heard and i forget the model number but it's it's a brand new model it's completely sealed um, it's on my video of the Perlison Insider, the home, uh, not mm. the home theater tour, but the Insider. The insider video, yeah. Yeah, where I was actually at Perlison headquarters and they had a pair of these tens. And so it's a, um, let me think, it's a 10 inch. Let me think, is it, oh gosh, I'd have to go back and look at it. If it was like a 10 inch with two of them push pull configuration, or if it's, if there's three tens in each one, that part I don't remember. But regardless, those things freaking slammed and we were I, in a massive room. I mean, we're talking, I think the ceiling was over 20 feet tall because it's kind of like a warehouse. Um, so go check out that video. It was incredibly impressive. Tim was over there with me. We both looked at each other like, holy cow. I, I think it's that one track too, though, because I think Rob E that Rob E played that track. I played the track. Uh, I think Rob E played that track, and he, I think he messaged me on Discord. I, I got tagged in a, in a message, basically, basically yeah. saying, "If something breaks, I'm blaming you," <laughs> because it's like that, right? This thing—it's a monster, man. The D212, D215s. I mean, good golly, man, it's crazy. Aaron, did you ever get a chance to test out that that track, that 16-bit Bjorn? What is it called? No, yeah, the one that you guys were. Bouncing back and forth, and there's a remake like, stuff. No, dude, I did not. You, you know, you know, like, you know, um, like how bass CDs they kind of like manufacture the bass, yeah, yeah like sound as good as possible, kind of like you know, yeah. um, or bad depending on. Yeah, or I know what you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. certain tones, right? Like, right, like they'll just hit like. Well, it's like you know, it's like Jeezy's music, right? Mm. Like trap music, a lot of it just hits like. Sure. Three tones. It's like 25 hertz, 32 hertz, 40 hertz. And it's yeah. just boom, yeah, it's on this. Yeah, yeah that, that's that is a sealed enclosure. Do you guys you guys know what that is? That is an 808. That's what an yes. 808 is. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing to this particular track, but it's just like almost like how how are you able to like play it that loud? I feel like it's like I feel like my volume, <laughs> I know what that volume is supposed to be, 
And then when the bass kicks in, like, whoa, that's way louder than I thought that was supposed to be. That's awesome, though. It's weird. You got to check it out. Do your eyeballs rattle? If your eyeballs don't rattle, it's not enough. Well, yeah. you, I showed you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one's a, that's a nutty little demo. You guys got to yeah. check it out and, and get back to us and let us know how sure. it is. Yeah. Speaking of subs, anyone with overhead subs? I don't have no. them. I've been to home theaters. Um, some of my home theater tours from, I think it was a Kansas city group. A guy had two, I believe they're called Gallerhorns. So oh yeah. Massive yeah. ceiling. He, I mean, he put them up in his rafters kind of thing. So the reality is subs don't, I mean, they don't know where they're at, you know, whether they're on the ceiling, on the floor. Um, I would think they're going to have pretty much the same boundary gain on the ceiling as they would on the floor. Um, but you can have really, really great bass response, um, in the ceiling. But again, I think you gotta, I think it's harder to figure out where best to put those because you kind of get to do it once. I mean, there's not a whole lot of playing around. Whereas on the floor, you can try mm -hmm. this corner, you can try yeah. in the middle, you can try in the rear. You're, you're stuck measure. with your one location, right? Like yeah. you just got to make it work. That's I it. think it's going to be more difficult to implement. But absolutely, it can be done because I've heard it um, in ceiling. So, and I've I've seen other guys that have done that. Not a lot of people, but it definitely. Um, I think you can do that effectively. Just make sure they're anchored. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. yeah, can that you would, imagine? Because one of those be gallery horns would oh, kill you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like four hundred pounds, man. Yeah, I mean that's no joke. They would legit crush you. Yeah, yeah. So oh. know what know what you're doing. And uh, before you yeah, get a trained professional in there to like advise you and yeah, probably just do the install, but screw it. But if <laughs> I was involved, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to pay somebody. That's so check, check out this comment from Tim. So Tim was there with me. Um, he was helping me with filming and picked me up from the airport. Super appreciative for him. He edits all our videos here on daily hi-fi. So yeah. big shout out to Tim, but he said, my, vo yes, he said my, my voice was modulating. As I was That's talking like, to him while uh, those subs were pounding, I'm like, like talking into a fan. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an experience. I'll be honest, it was pretty pretty stinking. And you hear the bass? <laughs> <Tim. laughs> we got a super chat here. Who's yeah, this? Super chat. Hold on, hold on. We got a few. Let's see. Boy Genius 499. He had a question for Aaron. Oh, there you go. Uh, for Aaron, I have plus and minus switches, voice slash tweeter, and bass for the surrounds on all my surround and atmos speakers. <laughs> I have all. Neutral no neutral now. Oh, oh neutral now. He's got to set to neutral now. Oh, okay. move them all to plus before Odyssey. So I was just asking him if he has somebody that can flip them all and so he could stay in the seat. You know, listen, oh, he said there's like four what? of them, so it would take forever. Oh, wow. So you just I'm, need an assistant, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would do in there. And they're the Atmos channels for surrounds. Oh, no, just for surrounds. Yeah. So I don't know. It wouldn't take that long, right? To switch them. No, I was just saying so he could kind of like hear it without having to get up and try to remember how it sounded. Oh, you know, I, like I don't, you know, those plus or minus, sometimes they're like 2 dB and sometimes they're 6 dB. You know, so I don't mm -hmm. know which ones those are if it's if it's big enough to tell. Sometimes a little bit, you don't notice getting in and out of your seat. No. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Should he flip the switch? Should he put them all to plus before Odyssey? I'm guessing he's thinking let Odyssey sort them out. So uh, I, don't know. I, I, I would leave it at neutral. Yeah, if, that's kind of what I was, I was gonna... thinking. If, if I was going to let Odyssey do it and I had those options, I would just leave it at neutral. Yeah, and if you feel like maybe something's missing, you could play around with it then, but after it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. let Odyssey do auto anything. 
I think on my my ceiling speakers, <laughs> I have really put it like, in I'm neutral. Serious. I'm serious. Call Joe. That's I'm serious. No, I, don't even, forget even like I don't want to to seem like I'm always promoting what I do. Right, get you yourself are. a U mic one. Well, I, that's, I that's what if we're you invite about. me, I'll do it. But get yourself a U mic one. Learn how to measure, right, and then figure out. You know, it's better for you to to learn for yourself, right? Yep. You may change your speakers one day and have to do it all over again. So it's a good investment to have a mic. If you're getting into this sort of thing, it's a good idea to have a U mic one. It, what is I got 80 me bucks. a mic. Yeah, 80 bucks. And, and the, and the, and and the, the REW free. software is free. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Just got to learn. And it's a, something to learn how to do. So yeah. there's my anti plug, which is you won't need my services if you learn how to do it. Learn how to do it yourself. Yes, but if you, you don't, yeah, want you'd be a lot better off. Learning but if you do don't yourself. want to, then then I'm here. I'll yeah. call you um, question from Shauna from Snoots: When can we expect your LG C2 G2 OLED reviews, and why wasn't it yesterday? <laughs> we all know you have the hookup. So, yeah, unfortunately, my hookup is BNH Photo. So once they have it in stock, then they'll send me one to review. That's that's how it works. Coincidentally. I think BNH Photo is probably the last place to actually get stock on these things. Yeah. So I ended up I end up waiting a little bit, uh, but it's all good. I you know I I spent I think like six thousand on AVRs last year in the second half of last year. So I'm not I don't I don't, I don't want to buy a TV to review. So I'll, I'll wait till they come in. And since we got to buy this car, I'm trying to like not overspend. <laughs> yeah, pretty all tough right. for me um uk spawn says somebody's shouting at you i heard my puppies barking so I, I guess i would like feverishly frantically barking i think my wife was uh vacuuming uh question for aaron what speaker uh -oh. type is better for movies in wall on wall or box speakers that's a good one i don't know man <laughs> you guess your guess is as good as his <laughs> i mean there's so many different ways you could go with that question i would stay away from on wall I don't think I'm not a fan of on wall speakers. Um, I like personally speaking, I like in wall speakers just because they take up no space, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but you're going to have trouble getting the bass out of an in wall speaker like you would a box speaker. But that's what subwoofers are for, right? So honestly, that is kind of the the place that I'm personally at now because that's why I'm testing in wall speakers. Because I'm curious and I'm thinking about maybe overhauling my home theater and clearing Ooh. up space. I can clear up like three feet Oro. off the off the front wall. I'm not going Oro. Yes, you I are. I'm going to do like it. Die. No, I you're doing die. it. You better put some height speakers up there. I just Where have. Will you die? Man, how would you go from what you have now to in walls? Well, so I would get something that's worth it, right? I like I wouldn't. I wouldn't get. I would not okay. step down. Oh my God! I said something okay. that's worth it. Not <laughs> dang, I'm just kidding. So just would you kidding. would you would you forget that wall altogether and just like yeah, that wall would go. Yeah, so or have more I would space. only build it out like maybe a foot or something, you know. Johnny. But it wouldn't be yeah, three hey, feet out. Okay. Hey, dude, I dude, I I can get you maybe some pricing on the Focal 300 series in wall, bro. So actually, fully fully timber matched, bro. Fully timber charge matched, extra, bro. Charge them extra and throw in some height speakers too. Man. Oh, yeah. make sure that happens. Do uh, it, man. Or I'll, no, be, I'll be so upset if you redid your whole system, got like a new no AVR <laughs> pre-pro, and then just stayed 5.1. I'd be like... <laughs> that would be the ultimate I'll troll. That would be the ultimate troll. I'd be pissed. You know what I would do? I would just put rears in only. That's the only thing I would do. 
he'd use a, a something that's like uh, not compatible with any of them, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I just did yeah. a single center, a uh, 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 voice of God. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all I did. Yeah, but honestly, I, I wish I could better answer that question. There's so many. Like that's a conversation that would yeah. probably take a while, and it would probably require like to understand what it is that you like about your system now versus what you don't like or what you would want to upgrade or change for. Like, there's a lot of questions buried I, in that question. I want to add to that though, real quick, just because I am currently reviewing an on-wall speaker, a center mm -hmm. channel, and a bunch of uh, other speakers from Heiko, uh, the Ambient series. And I am using the center channel right now on-wall. And, you know, I know what the issues are. Like, I've seen... I've seen what you've talked about, Aaron, and it's always a, a trade-off. Yeah, right? no, it when is. When it comes to home theaters, there are always trade-offs. Just like trade everything, man. And it's kind of like, all right, I know this is not as good, right? But it's either I don't have a center channel because I'm using an ultra short throw, or I right. use this like little puny center channel that sucks. Yeah. Or I do an on-wall and have to deal with the issues because I'm not, I can't use in-wall. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important too is telling people, you know what? Yeah, it's not perfect. There are issues, but what are your alternatives? Sometimes if you don't have one, you you either got to deal with Phantom Center, you know. So I think yeah. that's important to know. In my case, it's um it's more useful to have the center because I'm only using a, you know, two speakers. And so for right. movies, if I'm not in the center, oh man, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't care how many place. people say that. Oh, well, this speaker has very wide radiation, and it's and it's perfectly timber matched between sides, and mm. you can sit sit off to the side one. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't address the timing aspect. That's that's frequency magnitude only, right? Like that's the level, basically, like level dependent. But mm. there's a timing difference. You can clearly hear, and that's right. there's so there's level and time. Those are the two components that help you localize things yeah. laterally. Yeah, we were watching oh. um what is that new Disney Plus movie uh Turning Red, right? And we had I had my mom, my sister come over, and you know who was sitting in the optimal seat like right in between the two speakers? No one. Everybody was everybody was all, all like place. on the yeah. floor, like all in the back of the room. So nobody was sitting in that spot. So it must have sounded pretty bad for most people, and a center channel would have helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there is yeah. no one size fits all in audio. Right? Like it's just it don't happen, man. Nice. Like even the best of the best, you know, like somebody could say, I've got a bunch of money and I can afford these incredible floor standing speakers, but I don't have any space. You can't do anything about that. Like you can't yeah. force them to buy those speakers. Yeah. So power guy, Mark, power guy, Mark, thank you for the super chat. $20. Totally appreciate it. Uh, does it not partially defeat the purpose of running room correction to go back and change it to what you measure with the tape measure? So he's talking about distances. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would, I would not change the distances. I think like, that's probably one of the most accurate things that the AVR gets. Right. right? Like distance. I, so it, it yeah. does time and level, right? I mean, it, it adjusts the level and the timing. Yeah. It should, like, yeah. It should. Level, so, like, level I, I say level and distance. So sometimes for subwoofers, this is my understanding, you know, visually you're thinking, okay, my sub, this one subwoofer back here is, you know, six feet, but maybe Odyssey is measure or showing 12 feet. And my mm -hmm. understanding is it's trying to adjust for that timing, like what yeah. Aaron's talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. So yeah. with you going back and changing it to the real feet, 
Now you've adjusted the timing of that, the time alignment. Now, now you've adjusted it off. Now it's yeah. off. Yeah. Now the yeah. base is going to hit off, right? Because those mm -hmm. uh, waves are uh, are a lot longer. So there's uh, there's an acoustic distance and right. there's the physical distance. Correct. And so the acoustic distance a lot of times is thrown off by DSP because that adds a delay. And what your AVR is trying to do is it's trying to say, hey, there's a delay on the sub. That's the slowest one, right? That's the one that, that happens the least. So let's get everything in line with that, right? It's kind of like, it reminds me of when, you know, when you're running and the slowest guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody aligned to the slowest guy. What? I've never been the know. slowest guy ever. Yeah, me neither. Man. Slowest guy gets caught. I refuse <laughs> to get caught. <laughs> but yeah, um, it doesn't make sense. I think it's it's funny when people try to say, yeah, just, you know, these these measurements are wrong because I measured with a tape measure. I'm like, no, yeah. your your measurements are wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're doing the wrong thing. I mean, yeah. I, I used to, um, I, I usually go in and check what, to see what Odyssey's done with the crossovers. And I may readjust those if it chose to do something weird, like yeah. set my rear heights to large. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, so sometimes it does those weird kinds of things. And also, I think it's also it's also different in car audio because um, Aaron, I asked you one time when I was redoing my car, I'm like, should I just measure? And you're like, yeah, just do the measurement. And the difference is that the amplifier, I mean. Basically, you're not dealing with some that are passive and some that are amplified, right? Right. With a subwoofer, that thing is has DSP, and the other stuff may not. It usually yeah, doesn't. That's a, that's a good point, you know. Especially like if the DSP has a lot of built-in latency, you know, and it it is a like this fellow said down here. What is it? Uh, SVS has 5.5 milliseconds of delay, you know. So I don't know, you know, if that's all SVS or what. But yeah, if it has a DSP, it's going to have some degree of latency in it. So, yeah, you have to figure that one out. Yep. And unless you have a means to measure electronically or you measure acoustically yourself, you kind of just have to trust the software and the Denons and things like that to get it right. Yeah, it does a good job. I mean, that's pretty simple. That's a simple measurement. What were you going to say, Michael? I don't know. <laughs> I started to say it, but it's gone. Okay, he likes sorry. You got cut off. Fleeting thought. Joe was on his, he was on yeah, a roll. Yeah. So I just let him. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. It. It's all good. This is the ball hog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the super chat, Ronzi. $1.99. Um, I believe Ronzi had a question. Yeah, but, yeah, it's down. Um, it's so right feel free here. to it's post right that in the chat. Cool, man. I got it. I wanted to ask about PEQs in something like a mini DSP 88A with main speakers full range prior to running Dirac. I don't even know. That's that, that, that sounds like a Joe question. Yeah, I wanted to ask about PQs and something like a mini DSP idiot with main speakers full range prior to running Dirac. Uh, uh, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what you're saying. Um, main speaker. Okay, are how you about saying this? to correct? How, are, are you saying to yeah, correct yeah. the speakers prior to running Dirac? Because you can kind of do think, that. I think that's what yeah. what what would you recommend if someone wanted to do um you know do their system, calibrate their system, would you run Dirac first and then do the mini DSP stuff after that? Is Does that make the most amount of sense? Or what What's what would you think, Joe? Well, I try to do, you know, the least amount of processing as possible. Like, I wouldn't okay. want to double up, you know. Yeah. That can cause more issues. Okay, so what right? you're so saying you is wanna... to do the mini DSP and then before you run Dirac, tell them, oh, 
What you don't have well, a subwoofer? Or you well, this a... is this eighty-eight A is not like the two by four HD. It's I'm assuming okay. it's not just for subs. I'm oh. assuming you're oh, right, using right. it for right. main speakers, right? So, um, so I've I have the eighty-eight A, and I've done a lot of like experiments with it as far as you know doing stuff full range. Um, I'm just I guess I'm not sure exactly how you're trying to do this because I want to give you a, a good answer. But I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to do. Mm. PQ. Yeah. So yeah. it sounds to me like he's, and I, I've replied. I said, use the EQ to fix the speaker, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, it's there are two different things. You have speaker, and then you have the room, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the combination. So fix the speaker itself with mm -hmm. some basic EQ, time alignment, DSP, that kind of thing, and then put the speaker in the room, and then fix the room with direct. Yeah, but uh, you know what I think will happen is Dirac will undo what you just fixed. It better not. <laughs> I right, mean, because I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Like we don't know why he's asking. Yeah. So if he's if he's a DIYer and he's yeah. so if I'm doing this right, I'm going to have the means to build a perfect speaker anechoic yeah. to whatever I want it to be. You know, like the crossovers, the DSP, and all that stuff. Then I put it in the room, and then I let Dirac fix the room issues. And then if I want to do any kind of tailoring of the sound after that, I can. But that would be the ideal way to go. Okay, there's there's the follow-up. Yeah. He says, yes, he's doing it with the mains after running Dirac. There are certain frequencies that are not as flat as I would like. And so you're trying to say, like, should I flatten it before or after Dirac does his thing? And I think the thing okay. is that in this what case, Aaron it probably doesn't matter. What's that? I think in this case, it probably doesn't matter. Whether it's before or after? Yeah, and I say that solely because he's not trying to perfect the speaker per se, and he doesn't have the means. I'm assuming to understand, like he's not taking this thing outside and measuring it, like he's trying to build a perfect speaker. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say just fix it whatever way it makes most sense to you, right? And I don't mean that to be passive at all. It's just the that's the truth. You can go about it a couple different ways. I would also though I would I would check into trying to understand why Dirac is doing what it's doing, right? Because you have a pre and a post response, so. See if you can figure out what, what's going on and what it's doing to the response that you I got don't a, like. I got an, an idea. So I like Aaron's idea of perfecting the speaker, make it as perfect as you can, and then run direct, but then use the curtain and don't allow it to uh, fix anything above, let's just say, for example, 500 hertz. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the way I would probably recommend that you do it. Because Dirac is measuring at your main listening position. Right? So it doesn't know it doesn't know what a perfect speaker is, right? That's something that you can do by with your own measurements and your own EQ. But um, that's why I say Dirac might mess it up because it's not doing the right measurements. So yeah. Hopefully that helps. Yeah. Uh, Derek I says just confused him even more. Hulk audio uh, RC eighty I. I have four speakers for you, Aaron. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was talking. I'm replying to him now in chat. I thought he was talking about for me to test, and I was saying that I appreciate it, but I'm not taking anything else in because I'm I'm overwhelmed. But he was saying, I think he was saying I would give them to you for your home theater. So instead of me replying back to him, I'll just go ahead and say this. Yes, I'll take them if you want to send them. I'm just going to put holes in the wall behind me, and I'm going to put them right back there behind me, like floor level, just to annoy these guys. Zero degrees. So, 
Zero, zero degrees. Zero, zero degrees. No, no 30 uh, degrees. I, I kid, of course. I do appreciate the offer, but I'm so far out from doing anything. I'm just kind of thinking about stuff in the future that I'd like to Sometimes do. You just got to say no. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. That's uh, yeah. a good thing. Um, have you guys tried Odyssey Multi-X EQ? Multi-QX. Well, I'm the Multi-QX master. Master. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Joe, do you want to handle this one? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get those guys to change up the Multi-QX app, you know, to do stuff that I needed to do. But yeah, I mean, I'm in contact with uh, the guys who make it. So that's kind of cool. And I got a chance to try it out long before they released it. So yeah, yeah, I definitely tried it out. And and I actually do remote calibrations. There's the plug, Michael. <laughs> I do remote calibrations for people who don't want to learn how to do it themselves. They just yep. wanted like, you know what? You do it. Figure it out. So I do offer that, and it's a remote service. Remote service, but uh, if if you don't have to have him in your house for like six hours, yeah, guys, it does take a it does take a while. It does keep that in mind. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm always trying to learn how to do some you know DSP better, and this is kind of combined with what you do, Chana. I heard that that uh, Drake supposedly like he cuts out the area where his voice is specifically. Just so the like his vocals like pop come through, yeah, yeah, right. So specifically yeah. for his voice, right, it's like cut out of the that region, so nothing fights with it. And yeah, I was like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And, and um, what what is interesting about I know like you know Cal- Calvin Harris. I don't know if you guys know who that guy is. Yeah, yeah. So he, um, you know, with an interview, he's saying that you know since he's making mostly dance floor music for nightclubs and stuff like that, he likes female vocals better. Because male vocals will cross over in that mid-bass range where you've now got a male vocal along with your bass and maybe even the high part of the kick, right? And maybe some percussive elements as well. So um, so it's really interesting when you, know, when you look at sound, when you're creating a song, like all pretty much as frequencies. And when you want something to cut through, right, you have your maybe your keys, your pianos or whatever, Mm. in the same you know frequency you know taking up some of the same frequency as a vocal then you know you're gonna you're gonna go and uh, do like subtractive eq to cut out or carve out a little space um and then i mean you could do it like manually which is what i do but you can uh so some people like charge for that like they charge for uh, a plugin called a uh, vocal writer mm-hmm. you know and it'll huh. like or, or or no no space some something's track spacer track spacer so it'll actually you put that on um, the plugin, and then it'll just do it automatically, and it'll kind of like clear that area for the vocal, which is probably a little bit more precise than you know so, just doing it manually. So this is, you're gonna laugh at this, in in our van, right? When the kids are trying to say something, so I have one that's forward facing, the other one's rear facing, right? What? And the one Bigger? that's rear facing like is quiet, like she's just naturally like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and when you're driving, yeah. I'm like, what are you saying back there? I can't. I can't hear what you're saying. And, you know, of course, we're always like playing some sort of music. And I was like, hey, what if I use that trick where I cut out the vocals and just, you know, because my DSP has different settings, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually working on that where I have the vocals for the kids and my voice and my wife's voice. And so I can duck them, right? So I can have a mode where it's just like press a button, it ducks that area. And all I'm going to do is, so I actually recorded the voice so I can see the exact area of the frequency range that it takes up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take those out 
And um, I've been trying it out, and it's kind of interesting because you're you're playing the music pretty loud, and you can hear them like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chana said he did that the same thing with Sasha, like when she starts nagging on him, he oh. just hits that button and it ducks her voice out in the middle. Oh, it's the opposite; it cancels out, huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. What the dumb? Anyway, I thought you I thought you guys would get a kick about you know, cool, how man. crazy and ridiculous that is that I would do yeah. that. Yeah, you can't just turn around and say, "Shut up." <laughs> Sometimes I want to hear what they're saying. Like, I want oh, water. Okay. You know, like, oh, good old screaming that. Yeah, down. that works too. <laughs> that works too. Um, Ronzi here said, thank you. That that was helpful. I don't know if you guys cool, man. Uh, saw that. Um, do you think Sound United will continue it's the home, home audio um, the way they're currently after the sale? I mean, what? Um, if you guys it didn't know, like a speculation, yeah, yeah, it's what what was the name? I forget the name, but they were like a Mos medical part. It's like Mos 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 something Mos like that. yeah, something like that. It's it sounds uh, like that clothing company. I know Massimo, <laughs> yeah, Mos company. Yeah, yeah, yeah like one point three billion dollars they were sold yeah. or bought out. Bought from, out. Yeah, I would so assume that they would probably continue on the same. I mean, they might be just hands off. It might just be right. Some, I mean, sometimes. Or, you know. Right. Sometimes companies will buy a brand and overhaul it, but I would think with something like that, they're probably just going to try to reap the benefits of whatever Suppo they're doing. Right. Well, what they've already they, got, yeah. Yeah, supposedly one of the main reasons why they pursued purchasing Sound United is because of their distribution. And so oh, they, right. they, Yeah, because they already have contracts with Best Buy, so this yeah. Massimo company has so like some headphones or some nonsense that they want to get oh, into Best Buy. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. But I think it's also like almost, um, what was it? Something to do with the watches as well, like the sports oh, yeah, oh, the watches. smart watches. Yeah, yeah. Fo the FOMO has a great video. On yeah, he on did a yeah. nice video on that. Yeah. yeah so take a look Check at that. His... Anyone so, offering a course on how to use your ears? Up. That's a good one. Uh, how important is it for Aura 3D speakers to be right above the mains? I have pre-wiring for in-sealing about two feet to the sides of my mains, but not right above. Mm. I would say, uh, Jay, uh, if you can, don't do in-sealings. Do in walls, so you got that height channel, in kind wall. of situation. Yeah, in walls, up on the walls. Don't or do on wall. in ceiling, like in, in wall or on wall or whatever. Yeah. Are there? Are yeah, there because like you know, speakers that have aimable tweeters. That I don't know. I mean, uh, I think some question. of them, some of them do, but so um, I would, I would at least add that caveat. If they are just straight firing, that would be definitely not the best benefit. Because you're going to have in-wall speakers firing up near your ceiling, but they're firing straight out, and that's very directional. So unless they can angle down at whatever was oh, it right. 30, thirty degrees, Joe, for Oro? yeah, well, it's it has to be thirty degrees from you know if you look at the height of the other speaker and while you're sitting, mm -hmm. look up thirty degrees, right, right. If you look up forty-five degrees, that's there, and then look down a little bit, thirty degrees, that's where the speaker should be, right. But how it's Pointed is something else. Okay, but yeah, it, we've talked a lot about uh, oral. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to burn people out. I made a whole video about it, and uh, I made a setup how to how to do the setup. And there's a PDF that goes along with it. You know, I'm not trying to burn people out when it comes to that sort of stuff. To be honest, <laughs> bro, I'm a little bit burned out. To be honest, oh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit burnt out when it comes to that. Are we not? Uh, I was oh, going to get an oral set up. I had hey, just get it. Just, you know, Forget just get it. it. And that's it. It's the best. Boom. Done. Oh my If you God. don't like it, then that's cool too. Do yeah. I need to make my check like directly to you and Chana? 
or like don't um, show no don't show yeah yeah oral. no no you 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 pay oral first right and then and then y'all think... get your money out of that right you know they just they just send china like st- stacks of blu-rays <laughs> they just send me movies. <laughs> they don't pay them they just send them yeah, blu-rays yeah, from germany sign they'll send them, send them a sign um yeah, all right guys i gotta show you something because all right is, all right oh yeah, this is family friendly channel here this is phenomenal i mean seriously this is classic boom That's it. so this is from <laughs> <laughs> this is a daily hi-fi bingo card from <laughs> oh who made this? From Croson. Uh, <laughs> he said, guys, guy. he said, we're almost full tonight. So we've hit all of these almost. I love this guy. Oh, that's, awesome. that's hilarious. This Dude, guy that, is the best. You rock, man. Floyd Tool. Right, we win. I'll, we covered them all. I, wanna, I got a download. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> that's that the greatest, classic, man. man. You rock, man. I love our guys, man. Thank you. For real, though. Hey, uh, before we go, I just want to kind of oh, binaural. Um, Kanga said binaural. <laughs> know, Gotta that throw that one. on there. That's the bonus. Wow. Oh man. Oh. Um. Hey. Uh. You know, a lot of people ask us all the time, like, you know, how big of an app should I get? Do I need this much power? And I don't know if people really yes, know yes, how yes. much power they really need. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because you know, just because it's there and available, um, I don't know how necessary it all is. And I was able to kind of test that out. I have the A52 Plus. How many watts is that total, Chana? Uh, A52 Plus? 250 times 4 in the 8 ohms. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. 180 into 5 into 8 okay. ohms by 5. Yeah, sorry. And then I have the um, the OSD 5-channel app, right? So that's kind of what I'm using. Anyway, I have this surge protector from ELAC. Right, they just came out with a surge protector. I did some training videos for them, and so I have this. They're pretty expensive, so the surge protector. I don't know if yours does this, Michael. Does it tell you the amps and the watts that it's uh, consuming? I know it's got something on the front, but I never look at it. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's amps or like mm-hmm. amperes or right. watts, but it's got something right. that shows. Well, well, this one allows you to switch, so you can either say uh, how many watts you're you're consuming or the voltage or the average, right? And so you can kind of just do the math and figure out the, the wattage. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to test to see how many watts I was actually using. Sure. And so I played some like, you know, loud loud movies, loud music, and I made sure to not have the sub connected to that, um, you know, mm-hmm. what is it called? The uh, surge protector. And so it was just those two amps. And at the at levels that I'm uncomfortable listening at, Right. I looked at the thing and it only said 400. 400. That's how much it was consuming. And that's what the overhead of, you know, has the lights and all that. Um, there's some inefficiency. So I'm sure I wasn't using all 400. But I think that was interesting to me that I was powering huh. all my speakers. Right. Not, of course, like I'm saying, not including the subs. Just the main speakers all cut off at around 80 hertz. And 400 was loud. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys find well, that surprising at all? He, here, here's the. Do you remember? Uh, so I made a video on how much power do speakers need, right? Basically, yeah. based on you know telling like you know speaker sensitivity, right? And so it's supposed to be at one watt, one meter away. It should be whatever that number is. So in this case, it was a Klipsch RP280F, so it was 98 dB. Mm. I'm cranking the volume to get 98 dB one meter away. And I'm like, dude, this thing's almost jacked all the way up. 
am I at one watt right now? And like the volume at 70%? Like this, does this make sense? Like, isn't that what it's supposed to be? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to tell. I don't know. Is that, uh, is that number surprising to you, Aaron, at all? That it was reading 400 watts that I was consuming in total. And I was already like, all right, that's loud. Like, is that what I missed most of that? Cause I was paying attention to the chat. Yeah, no, so. it's all good. Um, basically I just had, um, my amps, my power amps and the AVR, all of it connected to a surge protector that tells me oh, how many Watts I'm consuming. Right. I guess that and, sounds right. And, Honestly, and I, don't, I don't know. That would also subs, depend on the efficiency of the, uh, of the amplifiers too. Right. right. I mean, the speakers also were, are not efficient and they're right. the monolith, you know, encores. Yeah. And so I was just like, man, that's crazy. Do we really need, do people really need the amount of power they think they need? Especially no. if you have some super efficient speakers. It's like, maybe, maybe we I don't, don't need all that power. And that's I don't probably, know. I've shared that several times on my channel that I haven't heard a lot of difference between amplifiers. Like even adding an amplifier on top of an AVR, for the most part, I don't hear a whole lot of difference, if any. And yeah. part of that is probably because most of the speakers I've owned have been in the really high. I mean, we're talking over 100 like dB. Like 100 something, yeah. Yeah, and and granted, whether or not clips are accurate on that, doesn't matter. They're still yeah. way more efficient, I promise you, than a lot of speakers I've reviewed, like the Polk Audios, which are in the lower 90s or maybe even the 80s. Yeah. So Or ELAC with their 85. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta yeah. you got to feed them a lot of power to get them at the same volume. There's no doubt there. So adding an amplifier to a, a really efficient speaker doesn't yeah. i haven't experienced a whole lot of yeah difference. and now also yeah. like how far you're seated away <laughs> how big also plays in yeah, right so if yeah. you're if you're shorter distance efficient speakers chances are you probably won't notice mm -hmm. um you know anything an external amplifier is going to do um yeah. but if you do have something that's you know 88 db sensitive and you sit 14 uh -huh. feet away <laughs> 14 feet away like i do <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying that maybe people are kind of uh, maybe they don't understand how little power they actually need, as long as it's clean right. power. Uh, it's, it, it, and right? it's the I same thing. It. It's the same thing with TVs and nits for this HDR. Mm -hmm. Oh, it has to be a thousand nits. I don't know. My, you know, seven hundred or eight hundred nit OLED. You know, when I'm watching TV at night, bright as shit. Like yeah. I don't want it to get any brighter than that. Like we don't need it to get any brighter than that. So it's it's one of those things. Like it's a good like stat. Oh, I got 250 watts per channel by by 52 channels. Ugh. You know, like who cares? But you, you know, know what? You're, I, you're I still want even... those power amps though. I still like the I still oh, like looking God. at them and they're heavy and I just feel like I don't I can't even see mine. That's mine, it. I can't even see mine. I just know they're there back there working. I'm only using 400 watts, but I still like to know it's there. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a weird weird thing, I guess. But you know what? Here's what does need power sub your subs. Yes. And yes. if you're if you ever been in the car audio, you know, there's always the guy who like wanted to cheap out on the amp and like buy some like weird no name one that says yeah. it's like, you know, a couple it's thousand. And you're like, dude, I I'll tell you, I promise you, that's not what that's that's doing. And you could just, you know, play the same speakers and it distorts way earlier. Right. than it should yeah. because it's not getting real power. So subs are a place where you you need real power. That That's what needs. That's where you need to to, to put it. I wouldn't worry so much about speakers that are cut off at 80 hertz 
I don't and know. Think, think That's about what I'm the, thinking. Think about these really, really high end amplifiers that are, you know, they have the first few watts, and usually they're like the first five or ten watts yeah. are class A, mm -hmm. and then when it gets above that, then that switches over to so AB. That, yeah, that might actually tell us some truth there. Oh, so so Joe, yeah, you might be in that just you know your parasound does that joe watts oh yeah 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 parasound does that yeah what do they call it high high bias yeah class a i would like to do an experiment one time maybe maybe aaron could do something where you know what are where are most tweeters crossed over like two or three kilohertz yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. around there and then and then just like play a test tone that's two or three kilohertz or above and see how much wattage it takes to like hurt somebody's ears yeah, I a true test tone, it wouldn't take much. I bet it would be yeah. like a hilariously that, low amount of energy. You'd have to find like a so a test tone, if it's like at zero dB, then it wouldn't take much. But you gotta consider too that music is gonna have like a and Chana knows like it's gonna have uh I guess like more headroom, right? So probably like what, like negative six dB to negative twenty dB or something for most music, would you say, Chana? Negative six to negative twelve. That's kind of like the okay. range. Yeah. Much yeah. it all depends, like, you know. Two right, yeah, like oh hip hop God. is going to be like negative three to zero, right? Well, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, in that show, Joe, which you I know you haven't watched, it's yeah, the, the, the Wu Tang, uh, an American I saga know. or whatever. He was in the studio, and, and uh, you know, there was an engineer there, and the the guy playing Rizzo, he's like, I want all of these up, and he's like, Oh, it's going to distort. He's like, Exactly, that's the sound I want. So <laughs> it so again, it depends, but you know usually negative six to negative 12 is like a guideline yeah. you know uh, but then you know when you're making your own style sound right vibe whatever it can be different aaron why are you yawning man i know you're getting everybody people are saying i'm yawning i'm yawning oh man i'm just tired uh, i'm getting yeah. old i'm running on fumes myself man by the way uh for those who don't know, we have an audio-only version of this podcast at anchor.fm forward slash daily hi-fi, and you can use Apple Music, whatever you use for your podcast. So um, check it out, and we actually have a lot of people listening on that. Yeah, so let yeah. me think here. We got Floyd Tool, Atmos, Wide versus Narrow Directivity. Connor's mm -hmm. dropped a cuss word. Yep, yep. Uh, that, check that one on there. Oh, is this on the bingo card? It should yeah, be. I'm yeah. doing the, the bingo card. <laughs> I'm trying to go off memory here, Croson, because he he wants us to mention his name, so he needs to put his cell phone. Yeah, we yeah. always say Croson. Uh, 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 JTR, 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 JTR. Yeah, Clipple, throwing Clipple, Clipple. Yeah. Oh, Magic Beans, <laughs> Artist Intent. Has that one been used in a while? I don't feel like that one. No, been used. no. That's and we were uh, close tonight. I think that could take a. We're the only two. I need to make my Artist Intent. I think that one could be thrown out and replaced with. Croson or something. It's funny. Or something else. Something Good stuff, else. man. Hey, uh, Snoots was asking if I answered the question. I did, Snoots. Uh, I'm waiting for B&H Photo to get some in stock, and once that happens, they're going to send me one. So, yeah. Although, oh, interestingly enough, somebody from Samsung's uh, PR company hit me up, asked me if I want, if I needed any new TVs for reviews to let them know. And I was like, yeah, send me the QD OLED, 55-inch, please. Thank you. They're like, okay, once we get some stock. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, I don't even know who this is. This this is real. Is this a, is this, is this a real person? I <laughs> <laughs> actually got to send a TV. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, looks like we've, uh, well, we've gone over by half an hour. So uh, we will probably move this uh, parte <laughs> to the after parte. 
<laughs> and that um, if you want to guys, uh, if you guys want to come join the after party, go to patreon.com slash daily high five, become a patron, get access to the video chat that is happening right after we finish oh, this yeah. show. Um, and we do this show every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you made it all the way through on the live replay, make sure you subscribe up and hit the bell for notifications so you know when we go live, although, you know, it's 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, did you hear? We might be getting rid of that whole daylight savings time, so now we can just say, I did. Oh, yeah. yes, 4 p.m. Pacific. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, wait, 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 how do you know it's going to be 4 p.m. Pacific? Why wouldn't it be 7 p.m. Eastern? No, no, oh. no. I mean, uh, no, no, that's the same. No, I don't have to say. But, but, who's but there's, 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 PS, there's PST, Pacific Standard Time, and then PDT, Pacific Daylight Time. Like, we don't have to get into that nonsense anymore. Oh, okay. We're so gonna we're say still, Eastern. We're still in the Eastern. We're okay. still, yeah. We're, we're gonna, gonna say, gonna say that. Hey, we're gonna it. say Central. We're we'll throw everybody central. off. So it, I'm Central. <laughs> show, up, we're just gonna, show up at I'm five p.m. How's that gonna oh, work? Matters. Show start using 30. GMT. <laughs> Minus GMT. Zulu. GMT, yeah. Zulu. Tom. <laughs> Military guys will know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys, uh, everyone, for um, hanging out with us on the Daily Hi Fi Podcast. Um, and if you not you are not a patron and we won't see you um, in the after show, we will see you next week. All right? Yeah. On behalf of myself, Michael, Aaron, and Joe. See you guys next time. Aaron's see taking you. a nap. <laughs>